Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Sing it. Happy Friday. Yes. Bradley Trainer is getting his sing on. Yes, we are Thanks, heading into the weekend. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It shows us that song does that uh, Sidemouth has been with us for oh. a while. Sidemouth, it, her, it, it, her, it was her. there and then it made a comeback. Thank you, Five for Fighting. Or should I say, Five for Fighting? That was out of the side of my mouth. Oh, I see what you did there. Thanks. <sighs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Tough crowd today. Yeah, get used to it. Three hours. Man. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, okay. So, you know, I, okay. I'm going to start with a conversation that happened off the air yes, the other you day. Are. Okay. Oh, which one though? Be careful. Well, I think you'll approve. Okay. I got so, the, the ointment that we were talking about. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so well, then. I'm real. I'll move on to the other conversation that I was going to reference, um, which is a conversation we had off the air about Lena Dunham. Mm. So Lena Dunham uh, announced the other day that she is going to be uh, expanding on an already existing plus side line, plus size line. It's called 11 on array, I believe is that's the original the fancy way we're saying it. Is that the like the line that she's coordinating with? That's like, right. the company so that's that the, she's collabing yeah. with. Yep, so that's the original line, and she's going to be expanding on a line in collaboration with them. Uh, it's called 11 Honoré, and, she, you know, listen, I saw that headline. I saw an interview about or an article about it in the New York Times. I was like, good. Okay, finally, I can't be critical of Lena Dunham about something. You know, I did a quick skim of the article, uh, and I was like, okay, well, she's doing something good with her uh, life right now. She's, I don't, I can't, Can I, pull I can't be critical of bit? this. Yeah. Where like, cause you, I think you had the same reaction I did. Yeah. I, so I will attach myself to this so that you don't feel like you're on an Island. Um, never, uh, when you see a headline with Lena Dunham, right. your first reaction is, ooh, something I can stick a fork into and enjoy. Call her a D-bag for. Usually, she's saying something obnoxious. Right. But to your point, once you actually read the story, from a surface perspective, we'll mm-hmm. get to that, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere near that because, and this happens on occasion with other people, It it's like we have a weird fascination with these people for a reason because on some level... We must like them. I think of Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. We appreciate what they're doing. But you just know, like that friend you have that cannot miss an opportunity to do X, Y, Z that drives you nuts. Right. Lena Dunham is that person. And so, like you, I did find myself going, there's nothing really there. And because every time Lena Dunham goes out for a walk, all the piles of poo line up in front of her. <laughs> I thought, surely she will step in a pile at some point here. Well, guess what? Surely there's something I can make fun of her for. But to be fair, I didn't find it. Okay, yeah. so I, I was unable Equal. Equal. I was unable to uncover that in my first pass. Yeah. Yeah. But I started to see headlines pop up. Things like 
this there is a huge problem with Lena Dunham's plus size clothing line. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm now I'm here for the conversation. Somebody else has done the work yeah. for me. Yeah. So tell me, let me be clear that I I'm grateful for someone else having done the heavy lifting. Exactly. And in this case, um, the person who uh, did the heavy lifting that I actually really appreciated and read through. Uh, is a guest writer for the Huffington Post by the name of Juliet James. And she comes at this conversation as a person who is living in a plus size body. Uh, and, and the, the, and she's critical of what Lena Dunham is doing for a number of reasons. And she, uh, reveals them in this piece she wrote for the Huffington Post. First of all, the first thing she and others have um, illuminated is that this plus size line that they are calling size inclusive actually is a size range of 12 to 24, which in the definition of inclusivity does not include all the possible yeah. sizes, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and by, so, by definition, if something's inclusive, it includes all the sizes, all the things. Yeah. And this one does Doesn't. not. Yeah. And so that's the first it's thing. It's a misnomer. It's the first thing that people are critical about. But the thing that this writer goes on to do, her name is Juliet James, and she's a guest writer for the Huffington Post, is she digs deep into some of the more problematic things that Lena Dunham said during this New York Times interview. And I want, while I read these to you, or while I share some of these uh, moments with you, I want you to loosely hold in your mind a conversation we had yesterday about Khloe Kardashian and the picture that she asked to have taken down because Mm -hmm. it was unflattering of her. And her reply where she explained that she has been criticized and critiqued her entire life, yep. and she believes that she has the right to control what the public sees of her. Yep. Okay? So this writer, again, so now we're back to the Lena Dunham piece in New York Times, and we're talking about Juliet James and her piece for the Huffington Post. She says, she starts to point out some of the things that happened throughout this interview, one of them being, at one point during the interview, Lena Dunham takes out a big baguette and starts gnawing on Mm -hmm. a baguette and then says in the interview, it seems appropriate that I would eat this baguette while we're talking about this. To which (laughs) Juliet James was like, oh, okay, so you want to perpetuate this idea that people of size are constantly shoving food in their gullet. Um, Okay, that's not cool, and I'm not cool with that. Okay, then she goes on to talk about um, the so she apparently because she'd had COVID she's taking steroids uh, for yep. some long hauler symptoms mm-hmm. that she still has which by the way very yeah anyway and these steroids um, have caused her to hold a little more um, uh, contour in her face she's pu- like she's puffy. puffy she's her puffy face in her is face puffy. thank you. And she um, starts to talk to this art, to this uh, New York Times reporter about that experience of having a big face because she's on. She these, says she has a moon face. She says she has a moon face, and she says she has a triple chin. And she's talking about trying to accept it, but a triple chin is kind of a difficult thing to land on. To which this author, rightly so, says, hey, what about the people who actually just have a triple chin? And now you're like having this judgmental conversation about it. And then there's one more quick thing. And then I want to move on to how this all fits together. 
Um, at another point in the interview, she talks about how she tends to gain weight in her midsection. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, you know, I've always had to wear shirts that cover my stomach completely, especially when I gain weight. It's why I never wanted my belly to show. Uh, she said, I, I don't want, nobody really wants to see my fat stomach. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham is saying this. Yep. And then is like trying to make this turn into like fat acceptance and mm-hmm. how she's, you know, always been a size 16 to which this person says, you know, you may have been the biggest person in many of the rooms you were in, but you're certainly not the biggest person yeah. in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But she speaks as though she believes she is. Yep. And the point she draws from all of this is, and the, this is the point I want to make also about Khloe Kardashian. And then I'm going to stop talking for a minute is that the the work of this acceptance of who you are and your body and the way you look and the space you occupy is internal work. It's not work that you can ask or request the world to do for you. And it seems like both of them are using their power and their privilege and their voice to request that the, uh, the rest of the world take on what is internal work for them. For one very specific reason. Money. Yeah, they're selling a product. Exactly. Both of them. And yeah. we talked about this with Khloe Kardashian yesterday and today with Lena Dunham. They are using um, a legitimate thing to make money. And so this is the problem that, like, this is just, this is the thing that frustrates me to no end with the world that we live in right now. And I get that that's like the world that we live in. So you kind of don't have a choice. It's like shaking your fist at uh, COVID-19. Good luck to you, sir. It's yeah. not going to amount to much. But hey, we have a microphone. I'm making money right now. Okay. So listen to this. Mm, happy Friday. <laughs> um, so I get it. I, I mean, it all makes sense. But the thing that I react to when I hear, um, you know, somebody like Lena Dunham take her personal story and monetize it, like, I get what you're doing. Yeah. But you have to. But I also get what this with this author is doing, because as I was reading this piece, I was kind of like, well, you have your own story to tell. Right. And you're using her to tell your story. And that's fine. Lena Dunham, that is, that the author of this particular piece in the Huffington Post, Juliet James, she has a very unique perspective, and she's using Lena Dunham to tell that story in the way that I'm using what you've told me and this article, which I also happen to have read, um, to, you know, to tell my story. Like, we're all just right. doing this. Right. The difference is, the thing that's frustrating is, there's a, there's not, there's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like... <sighs> Whether it's Khloe Kardashian or whether it's uh, Lena Dunham, they know what they're doing, but Mm -hmm. there's no acknowledgement of what they're doing. And there's no honesty with the audience that that's what they're doing. And that's what's frustrating because that actually has an effect on people's lives. And I think that's what this author is getting, or an author, I don't know what she actually is in life, if she's an activist or an author um, or just a writer in general who has thoughts and gets paid to deliver them on Huffington Post. Um, but you know, we all have, uh, I don't, where was I going? We all have a story that we're trying to tell, <clears throat> but, oh, it has an effect. It has a profound effect. And that is the, the, the biggest criticism I have, which is people will see her talking about this and she has not put it into the context that I am trying to get you to feel insecure about yourself or to relate to my personal journey so that you will 
spend your money on a product. Right. It's it's like people like Lena Dunham, people like Khloe Kardashian show up thinking we're just having a conversation. No, no, no. You are part of a um, an attempt to get me to buy something, which there's nothing wrong with that. We all indulge other people's stories to buy their products and what they're selling on a regular basis. But it is important to be aware of that and upfront about that, right? Because we've been sold a lot of things throughout our entire life, including but not limited to how we're supposed to look, um, what we're supposed to wear, how we can be socially accepted in the world. And so that's the piece I think is that's missing is the the awareness of that well yeah yeah i mean what and and that's what i'm saying which is that when they show up they are not being honest with the people that they are trying to sell a product to and i'm not stupid right and other people aren't stupid but then what happens is and this is what's happened with chloe kardashian and this is what happens with lena dunham is that um then people react to lena so people react to lena dunham and they're like what are you talking about like this why are you so obsessed with like what you look like and who you are. And then people say, no, 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 you can't react to that because we're not doing that anymore. That is not, that, that is not helpful because that is sure. Yes. And, and there was a piece in, uh, Jezebel that commented on this whole story about Chloe Kardashian's body image. That was like the, the fatal mistake people make in this, instance is to not yes and them so like yes you you should be yes anding chloe when she starts talking about body image and it is to say yes you are correct everybody struggles with these things and you're also trying to sell me something so i'm i am not unaware of what you're actually trying to do right instead of just saying um stop focusing so much on your body chloe because then then the conversation just becomes well like you don't understand what it's like to be Chloe and women today don't, you know, cause women can relate to that, right? right? People can relate to that, but you get caught in this trap and it just benefits the person at the end of the day who is trying to make money off of that conversation. And yeah. that's, that's what we just need to be clear. Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with factor eating fresh, never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With right. Because I'm fine with that if, you, if I want to buy your story. Right, because you're trying to sell me a story, and you're really trying to sell me a product. But I'm, I'm, I'm buying the story as much right. as I'm buying the product. Absolutely, which is what you have to do in this day and age. But like, let's be clear that that's what you're doing, because otherwise, it has real world consequences on like women's real, bodies, people. people's bodies, people's insecurity. This is a my talk dirt alert. Says, Holly Roberts has brought us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert with the polls. Yes, you know, big news this afternoon. We've got a couple of high-profile obituaries to talk about in the dirt alert. One is of hip-hop star DMX. He has passed away today mm-hmm. at the age of 50. Very sad. Yeah, very sad news. Now, uh, TMZ broke the story last week uh, saying that DMX had no brain function after he was deprived of oxygen for nearly 30 minutes. Oh. They're saying, now DMX, or excuse me, TMZ is reporting that DMX suffered an overdose. Now, his people are not confirming that news, but that's what they're reporting and they're standing by their reporting. And what TMZ is saying is that DMX's brain function never returned after that overdose. And by Thursday of last week, his organs began failing. Oh, it's just so yeah. terribly sad. Right. 50 so years sad. Oh, 50 years. Yeah. Old. So sad news there. Uh, Prince Philip, the other notable obituary of the afternoon, he has passed away today at the age of 99. He and Queen Elizabeth II were married for 74 years. He was the longest serving royal consort in British history. Hmm. I got I have to tell you guys the um I saw the news come across on my phone this morning at like, I don't know, 6:45 or something like that, mm-hmm. and I gasped. And then I woke my husband up to tell him, and he looked at me and was like, that could have waited for me. I was surprised he just didn't roll over. I I was like, but to me, that felt like such big news, especially, you know, just shy of his 100th birthday. Yeah. Yeah, certainly it hadn't been a complete shock, right? Because he had just come out of the hospital, but sad nonetheless. Yeah, and also notable in in the world of history. I mean, just a a very prominent person in British history. He he made more than 22,000 solo public engagements since 1952. He is the oldest ever male member of the British Royal family, although he did retire from public duties in August of 2017. So, I mean, you know, it's, there's also something about kind of the time we're in right now with the conversations around Harry and Meghan and, um, like you said, he was just in the hospital and that sort of culminated around the same time the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan came out. And so people are paying attention to the relationships in the royal family in a different way right now. And so this this death sort of is, um, you know, comp- complicated, I guess I'll say. With all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to some of the coverage uh, over in the United Kingdom this morning 
Um, cause you know, for them, obviously it's a different experience than, you know, when we're sort of watching Royal news happen, it's part of their institutional right. system. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about how it really was Prince Philip who opened up the family to a, a more public facing role on a personal individual level that had not existed prior to them. And it really was his push and his influence, which I don't think a lot of people probably realized or even, um, I mean, he really was was responsible for what was going on behind the scenes and in the way that the family was presented far more than the queen ever was because of course the queen was busy being the queen and that was sort of his role behind the scenes interestingly he apparently at a certain point became um, and again this is just being attributed to him from people who allegedly supposedly knew him but um, that there was at some point in his life he had regretted the amount of soap opera uh, that he helped create around the royal family because on the one hand they needed to open up the royal family to legitimize their existence um, right as an institution like okay so let's open up and show the public what their their uh, royal family is actually like but at the same time with that came a tremendous scrutiny that has you know really totally reality showed its way um, into place that now individuals i'm sure regret and apparently he too had some of that some of that regret it just goes to show you know sometimes you make the decision that feels right but you haven't you know weighed all the consequences yeah and you can't possibly see you know back in the 1950s where that's going to end up yeah you know you bring up a point about prince philip probably being a very pivotal person in the way that the royal family was interpreted in the 20th century now that we've moved beyond the 20th century who's going to be that figure are there going to be that kind of figures in the british royal family in the 21st century we don't know guys i think i'm going to watch the crown this weekend no you're not you're not you're lying lies you don't know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries with some <laughs> blind items after this on My Talk 1071. Pop culture mysteries. We love to solve them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know, just doing fine. And uh, we call this segment Blinded by the Item. Yeah, got some hot celebrity gossip ah! mysteries to solve. Hot and fresh, ready for Colleen and Bradley. Here we go. With the dozens of employees a family has, you would think one of them could write an original statement mm-hmm. rather than copying and pasting one they found on the internet. What? What? Is that? Well, the only two families I can think of in news would be a Kardashian experience. Oh! Is this about the Chloe thing? Chloe! No way. It's Chloe, by the way. Sorry, Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Geez. Apparently, this is Chloe about... away. Thank Chloe. Sashay. <laughs> away. Uh, with dozens of employees of the Kardashian family, you would think one of them could write an original statement rather than copying and pasting one they found on the internet. So, that leads us to believe that perhaps Chloe Kardashian's oh. body statement, if that's what we're going to call it, mm. clap back. Is that maybe what we'll call it? Sure. I don't even know. But perhaps somebody had had those same thoughts somewhere else on the internet. Bradley, are you having a, an event? What's happening? I am. Okay. I, it's just I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't want to step on toes. So I'm letting you know, just 
The you floor, need to say anything? The floor is yours. I'm good. Go. I want you to go okay. because I can't keep looking at you in that <laughs> thanks, pause position. Thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. No, it's like a pause position. Yes, yes, I just I see. It's a... You're ready. You're poised. I'm trying to be polite with my conversation. We Don't. saw this coming. Yes. We're not dumb. <laughs> a, we saw, we knew this clapback was coming. You guys, this was completely manipulated, motivated, and planned and executed. And it frustrates me because when I look at people's coverage on the internet, including but not limited to actual people whom I respect, <clears throat> and I don't really know if there's anyone I respect uh, that said anything, but what I'm saying is, I see people on the internet react to the words, Mm -hmm. but nothing else. And that's frustrating for me because there is more than words behind what is going on right now. And I know it sounds like I'm shouting into the wind about it. And we had this conversation a little bit in the first segment, but it's just, it's lazy. Well, it's lazy, but but it's also fear-based, right? Because you can't... There's a fear about talking about a woman talking about her body. Yes. And the truth or, is there's What's the fear though? Let me let me well, because drill in on that. You don't want to be seen as judging her for her feelings about her body, right? Like so it's it's one of those things that people want to touch with touch want to handle with kid gloves if they're going to handle it at all. Yeah. But what they typically will do is just not handle it. So right? I I understand what you're saying in the words, and I think you're absolutely right. I think that is lazy. I agree. I because, fully agree because it misses the actual story, and people are just shorthanding headlines and not actual actions at the end of the day to sell a product. So they are becoming unwitting co-conspirators, uh, otherwise known with as, a K. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, in pushing the narrative because it's so, so this I is. I call them clo conspirators. That took me too long. Go on. I'm going to sit back and. No, it took me too long. I, I don't want to get in the way of no, this. It's fine. You should. Um, so I'm going to shake my fist in the wind, mm. much like I do my entire life and will probably be doing as the world crumbles around us, going, ah! <laughs> Just if you only knew, um, because good job, Kardashians. They deserve uh, a heaping helping of credit. Credit? No. They They'll just take your money. Don't worry about props <laughs> for winning this particular narrative mm-hmm. all the way to the bank. Because this is one instance where a Kardashian has, tr- like, has... Um, one the the sort of public conversation about something because which is just sad it's, it's really sad yeah. but it is what it is and it's because they use a real conversation that is worth having it is not to say that the things they're saying aren't true it is to say that they are just using them cynically to profit off of you know actual pain and Well, and that's the part that should make you sad about it, right? Is okay, we're going to get to another blind item in a second, but that's part of Here's the thing the blind items are kind of uh, in a drought today. So go forth and and contemplate Khloe Kardashian. So my point is that, that the thing that should make you sad about it is that this is a real. I actually don't. I actually believe wholeheartedly that the feelings she talked about feeling are feelings she feels. Yeah. Yeah. Who gave her those feelings? 
her family, her mother. And the piece that is that you should be sad about is that not only has she been feeling these feelings such that she um, it moves her to portray herself in a certain way in the media. Not only does she feel that way, not only does she suffer from that in that way, but then also that gets capitalized upon. Also, why don't we let people who don't have resources make money off of their insecurities? Uh, good question. Like, let's do that for a change. How about, you know, like some folks that aren't named Kardashian who get to profit off of the fact that they have feelings, you know, and I frankly would find it far more interesting to reward people who, you know, are struggling to get ahead. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I would be more willing to purchase their their product, right, Mm -hmm. that they're selling because I know that it's born by some some sort of relatable um, hardship or, you know, thing where like. Seriously, I'm not saying Chloe doesn't have feelings. Right. None of what she said is not true. And that's why this was so masterful for them. Right. It's, it's just the leveraging the real feelings. It's weaponizing, yeah. you know, so they've they've uh, it, it, in effect inoculated themselves against criticism, which is something that they have not been very successful at up to this point, because you and I both know every time we open our traps about the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. we feel the wrath. um, And it used to be more than like, I can't think of the last time anybody's biatched about us talking about the Kardashians. Don't let that be an invitation though. It used to be that people were like, why do you even waste your time talking about that? Because you should know, because look what happens. Well, they're a fascinating study in like how we, uh, the reason why you and I are fascinated by pop culture is because it is a study of human behavior. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. This is that's why we pay attention to the Kardashians, because it is a study in human behavior, both well, on their part and on our part. Well, also, I mean, I, I trust that I would much rather talk about other far more interesting people. But it's like the volcano that's happening on St. Vincent right now, and I've been mildly obsessed with it, so uh, I just hope everybody in St. Vincent who's listening to the show is okay and safe. And we should all be helping them right now um, escape this terrible volcano. But it's like a volcano. Mm-hmm. You have to talk about the volcano that's exploding in your backyard. If you didn't, like, you can't just ignore the boil. Right. On your butt. Right. It would be yeah. to your own at your own peril. You yeah. gotta pop that sometimes. Yeah, yeah man. Pop that yeah. boil. Yes. It's a gateway into larger conversations. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. about all the topics that the Kardashians give us an opportunity to chew on. That is so true. It's a lot. All the boils that they let us chew on. Thanks, guys. Can we do one more blind item? <laughs> Yuck. Blinded by the item. Hope you're enjoying your lunch. All right. Nosh on this, Colleen and Brandley. Yes, the entire world should know about the awful producer. The thing is, though, if, if you go back to the studio hack from several years ago, it was all there. In his own words, he said what a scum of a human he was. Everyone already knew this, but much like other Hollywood stories, it takes someone to actually write it down before it makes the person the pariah that they should have been prior to the publication. Scott Rudin? Yeah. Ding! Yeah, open secret in Hollywood mm. that Scott Rudin was a big-time jerk. Was Rudin. <laughs> <laughs> See, you Why got that one, right? Why did it take right? you 24 hours to come up with that one? Mm-hmm. 
Don't judge. It is Friday. My brain is working at its own pace. Thanks. No, but you talked about the story oh, yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. I God. thought you were referring She's to She's like, my... I'm ready to get offended at things that aren't even there. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. referring to my uh, Kardashian joke that took me a couple minutes. And don't worry. Which you've already forgotten about it. You already forgot. It's fine. Don't worry. Listen I'm to sorry. The podcast later. Oh Suddenly, you're taking Alexis's crown for like um, j- dad jokes. <laughs> Well, I've been working on it for a long time. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of the uh, Kardashians as we were before, I took one for the team. Oh, my God. I feel bad for the listener who was like, "Um, I just all I want to do today is get away from the Kardashians. Sorry. I watched an episode last night of the final season. And I just, I can't, and I'm, but we're going to, Good. okay? I'm excited. I can't, but we're going to yes. after this on My yes. Talk 1071. Thanks, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that guy over there, that's Bradley Trudor. Yeah, that's my name, bitches. Okay, so I took one for the team. You're welcome. You didn't ask you me know, to, you but I did You know, you say that anyway. like you actually sacrificed. I think you put yourself through unnecessary harm, but go ahead, please. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Holly. Oh, Holly. Oh, mm, Holly, would you like to hear all about <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians, which I watched. I want to hear about it. I just don't want you to unduly harm yourself. Can you not feel my feeling? I feel your feeling. Thank you. Um, okay, so here's actually how this all began. I saw this headline and I was like, like, oh, that's interesting. The headline was Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian Sports Jonathan Supports, not sports, supports Jonathan Chabon, quote, food god after he is robbed. Mm. You're safe. Mm. The entrepreneur was robbed of his watch while in New Jersey back in August. And I was like, oh, they put this in the show. Of course they did. But I was like, okay, well, now I want to watch the show. Okay, so just to bring everybody up to speed, in August, we actually talked about it on the show. We were like, what are the odds of this? Food God was robbed at gunpoint for his watch at a mall in New Jersey. And it never, it honestly really didn't occur to me at that time that it would be used in an episode of the show. But okay, so I saw it, I saw this headline and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I wanna watch the show because I'm curious enough about this now. Yeah, I wanna see how they, how they address this, how it works. First of all, I would like to tell you something that I did not realize about keeping up with the Kardashians that it's all lies. Do you know that that show is one hour long? Wow. It is not a half hour show. I guess I never thought about it before. I didn't either until I was in it. And then, and then like, I was oh, like, crap, this keep thing's an this hour? I know <laughs> I've watched other episodes in the past by accident. This is the first time I really intentionally sat down. Thank you. <laughs> so it was about, Do you know what I did for you? So it was about 20 minutes in that we see this episode take place and like Kim is out in her backyard in Malibu looking like perfect and everything is just so I still want to open a topless bar called Malibu Bees. go ahead okay thank you keep dreaming um she answers (laughs) she answers the phone and it is food god and he's like I can't believe this happened I just got robbed at gunpoint and she's like oh my gosh I totally know I had that happen but you're safe come and visit me Okay, okay can I translate yeah Something tells me that was an entirely uh, reenacted experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Like, I bet if we, like, and we could do this, somebody out there has nothing better to do. You could figure out when this happened and when they filmed, oh, and you would sure. find that they fully did this after the fact, much like every other reality show. Go ahead. Absolutely. Anywho, uh, she's like, come out to Malibu and I'll just be. And the whole she's thing is stunning. about her. Well, whatever. She's like having re trauma. She's re traumatized by his. Well, I robbery. would imagine that would be a little traumatizing. Well, for sure. But do you want? But see, this is where we get into the absurd. Yeah. Okay. Because do you know how she deals with that trauma on this episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Well, if she's like most of us, it involves alcohol, booze, or men. How about bunkers? I think alcohol and booze are the same, by the way. How about bunkers? Uh, I'm dead serious. So she, she has Chloe, like a, is it like a panic room? She and Chloe are, because she's having stress and trauma from her own robbery, because she's listening to him talk about his robbery, she tries to find a way that she would protect herself in a crisis situation. And, and is so it like they a start big to infomercial talk to somebody about buying a bunker, oh, and then oh, they God. go and do an overnight in a bunker, no, but they don't make so, it all night because no. they had to eat cup of noodles and it was hot. <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm dead serious. People watch this. Okay, but then there's a whole side conversation. There's a whole other. There's a couple other storylines happening simultaneously. One has to do with Chris uh, Jenner's mom having a birthday, and it's in the middle of COVID. And she, her mom wants to go to La Jolla like she does every year with her girlfriends for her birthday, but she can't because we're in a pandemic. So, of course, they throw a surprise party where they have a clinic on site where you can get an instant test so they can do everything really safely. It's a whole scene. The other thing that happens in this episode, I know you look like you're going to be sick, but just let me finish. That's why I'm talking fast so that we can get to it before you puke. Um, the other thing that's happening in this episode is that Khloe Kardashian has a blossoming friendship with TikToker Addison Ray. Of course. And the, which we knew about the sisters are trying to figure out if they are having a romantic relationship or why Chloe or why Courtney is so obsessed with her. And they invite Addison Ray out to lunch without. And they're like, Courtney. are you sleeping with Courtney? And they try to get to the bottom of what it is that is making her so happy. Like, how are you guys connecting in this way? It's so I am like, yeah, are God we? forbid women would actually like each other's company and they don't have to be like. Are we scraping it. the actual bottom of the absolute yeah. barrel? You know, this is found. Mm. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The bottom but, of the barrel. That's what it is. We found it. This this does give me hope. Say more. <laughs> because this is exactly what I would expect. Nothing more, nothing less. It's still the same old trash TV that it's always been. And at one point it was unique and different and something unusual. Mm -hmm. But it is clear to me why this is the end of that particular incarnation. Because after how many years, it's literally the same thing that they've been doing all along. Mm -hmm. And it probably just got really tired. And I imagine their ratings uh, were going down, although I'm sure they'll point to some like momentary blip that then justifies why that's not true because they just decided they have nothing it's just it's all good when really they're just like we need to come up with something different and this stinks so let's just go out with a bang and by that i mean let's just do the bare minimum and uh maybe was she sleeping with addison right no or it's was, so weird you guys maybe like addison ray could develop like a you know like a like a 
scab problem and she's like picking scabs. Okay, I'm just saying like can I tell you quickly what the most problematic piece of that Ad- Addison Ray conversation yes, was? Yes, I'm delighted to hear. Is the whole way that Courtney f- became friends with her in the first place is because <laughs> she is Mason, her son's favorite TikToker. And so Courtney just like reached out to a mutual friend and they oh. started hanging out, which is so unrelatable, right? So also, unrelatable, though, totally understandable or predictable. Like, you can see that the world these people live in, and you just know Addison Ray is like, oh my God, Carla Well, and then there's this weird, like, triangulation because Mason is, like, you know, is in love with this TikToker, and she's hanging out with his mom now. It's so bizarre. It's very odd. Also, you get a eyeful of the Kardashian chef named Chef K. You just will watch it and envy their lives. Chef K. Chef K. Yeah, the sh- the private chef. But here's who the brings question. them whatever they Is order. It interesting. No. Then why do people watch? It? I don't know. I think it is a little bit of like how the other half lives. I mean, to be fair, it's like probably why I watch the YouTube creators that I do, like because I find them interesting. But, like, the fact that there are people who still find the Kardashians to be interesting and not just, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I did. I, I get the idea of reality TV. I don't get the idea of the Kardashians doing reality TV. Agreed. Thank you. That is what I think about that. Thank, Thank you for you that. For well, we've got more things to share when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Here's our question for you What show could you easily watch? for 24 hours straight 651-641 I heard that 1071 651-641-1071 we'll take your calls after this have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply you can start getting paid right away and work close to home Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.